0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We're talking NFC East today. Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins. How's it looking in 2020? You're listening as usual to Sean and Brad on Get Paid. How you doing, my friend? Well, we tried to get through this last week, did we not? And then we got caught up on all things
1: Dallas, just like everybody else does. I know, we fell into the Dallas trap. we did. We got sucked in, man.
0: Sucked in. We did in the same
1: and, thing man. that we were complaining about
0: Dak Prescott. while we were doing it. <laughs> and then, um, and then I think like right after we recorded and submitted the episode, Prescott came out and said he would sign the franchise tag because why wouldn't you? You have a check sitting in your pocket. Yeah. You have a season that, um, you know, frankly, you know, the everybody kind of thought that COVID that we had already seen the spike as a country, but we actually re um yesterday as of the time of this recording may spike again today when we record. So. Um, it's not over yet. Um, and before we get rolling, I know we're kind of on. Uh, Brad and I are a little bit on a time crunch, so I can guarantee you this episode would be less than forty-five minutes. Um, the uh, the NFL just came out, Brad, and canceled the Hall of Fame game and the induction ceremony, uh, uh-huh. and they said that all along that they were going to play that game. Now I said all along they were going to cancel it, so I'm not surprised uh-huh. that they did. Although the timing, with um, you know, the COVID cases going crazy in the South right now, uh, Texas, uh, Florida, and Arizona, Southwest. Um, The timing is a little bit um, suspect, in California too, Um, the uh, the cases are exploding there as well. So interesting, Um, you know, of course Twitter's starting to panic, I think the NFL could have gotten ahead of this all along if they just canceled it a couple months ago, Um, so now this is bad PR for the league. I'm not super concerned at this point that we're going to see a delay, but the timing is suspect, Brad, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, I'm just hopeful, I guess,
1: man. I mean, it's not a good sign that they're canceling that first game, which takes place what in... It
0: was like, ah, it? it was like the first weekend of August is generally the Hall of Fame game. Um, so, yeah. you know, what's interesting too, um, again, not to get too far, far down this rabbit's hole, but, uh, the, the NFL, this was the centennial class where they were going to induct like, you know, like 30 people. <laughs> into really? Oh. This yeah, was a class that they yeah. had like a ton of people. Um, so they did, de- they basically delayed that until 2021. So... Um, bummer for those guys Um, but you know but as I've as I've said all along a lot of people have it a lot worse um, than uh, than the people in the Hall of Fame ceremony and all that stuff there people I don't think it's a good sign man no it's it's not not a promising
1: sign I mean what what's what's gonna change I mean you cancel that game that that's in when is it late August right no, early August. The, the,
0: the early Cow- August. The, what okay. ends up happening now is is the Cowboys and the Steelers are going to report to their training camp at the regular time because you know those two teams were playing in the Hall of Fame game, so they're reporting uh you know a week or um, a week two weeks early or something like that. Um, so they they were set to report like July fifteenth, so it was getting close, but now they're reporting around like the twenty second, twenty fifth, you know, around the time that all the rest of the teams come. So it gives the Cowboys and the Steelers an extra week. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't really. But John, regardless, I mean, early August, late August, what's the difference? I mean, what's
1: going to change by the first week of September? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is anything going to change in three, four weeks' time? I, I, okay, you know, it's not safe to have the Hall of Fame game, but it is going to be safe to do week one.
0: I, I know, I agree with you. The, the what I would say is, um, and we know how how this country is split, and uh, you know, we try not to be a political show and all that stuff. But I will make this comment: is that the people that are not taking, you know, kind of the the coronavirus seriously, they tend to be kind of probably younger people with more bravado and just thinking, eh, it's not that big of a deal. It's like a little flu. But the truth is, um, like, if you look at the numbers, um, you know, wearing masks decreases the spread of the the, the flu by like 40 to 50 percent, and people don't right. want to wear masks, you know? Why uh, is that? Right. You know, and it's because they don't want to wear masks. They don't think about like, oh shoot, if I go home and I infect my grandma, you know, um, you know, I could kill my grandma with my with my bravado. Um, I don't understand it from an economic point of view because you see, Europe right now is basically on top of it, at least for now, um, and they're going to open up their economies. So even. You know, if you're, you know, more of a, hey, we got to open the economy, the best path to open the economy is not to have these flare ups. It's to stomp the thing out so that you can open the economy. We could have done this months ago if everybody just took it seriously. It's driving mm-hmm. me crazy. But anyway, I don't want to talk about coronavirus. All right, I, me neither. Yeah, so let's just talk about Forget today, it. Man. Let's talk about the uh, NFC East. Uh, before I do, I want to remind everybody um, out there the 2020 fantasy football almanac and draft guide uh, if you can see it on the camera for a YouTube crowd um, I will say this like if COVID impacts the season I am letting everybody that buys that fantasy football guide um, if you want to put your mind at ease just buy the book uh, you can find it in the link below it's on Amazon and uh, I'm giving it a way um, if, if the season uh, is cancelled this year for any reason um, like the the pandemic I'm g- and you sign up for the email updates I'm just going to give you the PDF for 2021 for free so there's no risk in uh, in buying the book and also it's just, it's just just but better, um, better sleepers, uh, better sleeper math-driven sleepers, uh, better uh, draft tiers, better rankings. It's just it, people who use it win their league. I don't know what else to say. But let's talk about the the Cowboys, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, we talked about them a lot last week, but let's just talk about them with uh, looking forward. So they added Ceedee Lamb. This is interesting because McCarthy. You're very familiar with McCarthy being a Packers fan. Um, you know the scheme. You remember the years where Brett Favre was on his way out and Aaron yeah. Rodgers took over. And yeah. I could see some similarities not between Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott cuz I certainly wouldn't make the make the comparison, but I can see the similarities between you have kind of a young back then thought of as a raw quarterback and Aaron Rodgers um out Aaron Rodgers in and um Aaron Rodgers did okay like statistically his his rookie year did actually very well statistically but the team didn't win any games 6 and 10 right 6 and 10 I believe but yep. Rodgers I think threw for like 4000 4500 yards I feel like um that's you know I don't have okay. the stats in front of me but I mean how do you how do you think Dak's going to fit with McCarthy do you think this is something that's going to work do you think it's an odd fit how do you feel about that knowing McCarthy
1: My instinct is is that McCarthy is going to hamstring him. And he's going to... uh, Yeah, that's my instinct. I don't think it's going to be Dak Prescott uh, throwing 40 times a game. Mm -hmm. I think the goal for this team this year will be to rely on that strong defense and running game. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the formula that Mike's going to go with. Because from what I could tell, he leaned that way even when he had Aaron Rodgers. Look, I could be wrong. You never know what's really happening out there Mm -hmm. to the fullest. But it was like what is happening here I I think that he's going to um really play it safe
0: yeah and and that's kind of what I was thinking as well and again you know just kind of another little plug for the almanac here um I really delve into the offensive systems and the play calling and all that stuff now they kept Kellen Moore but this is going to be a McCarthy led offense um it's going to be his playbook um maybe Kellen Moore will call plays maybe he won't go ahead
1: would that be a bad strategy? I mean, look at the makeup no. of the team. No. I mean, their O-line is great. you got the, you got that running back who's just fantastic, dude, and you can lean on that all the way through the season. The offensive line is still awesome. T- exactly. Have him throw 18 to 24 times, right? Mm-hmm. If he completes 15 of them, they may be the, the highest
0: quality 15 completions of the week. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. One of those type deals. Actually, you know what? Like what Kirk Cousins does in um, in Minnesota, right? I mean, he this team, the Vikings have moved to a to a run first with Dalvin Cook, and they have Alexander Madison, Gary Kubiak being the offensive coordinator this year, but it was Stefanski the last couple of years. And um, people talked about, hey, you know, Kirk Cousins isn't throwing the ball 50 times a game, but he's... He's Kirk Cousins. I mean, he is super efficient. Um, say what you want about the guy. I mean, when you look at his season-long numbers, you're like, wow, that was you know that was a pretty good season. Now maybe he well, doesn't always rise to the moment, but that's maybe. what Dak Prescott could be this year. And I agree well, with could. him. And, and they could do
1: the opposite of what we see in Matt Stafford. You know, Stafford yeah. is always throwing for five thousand yards, and not one of them ever means a damn thing. Right. You know, the complete opposite of that. Super valuable and uh, kind of like a buttoned up, tightened force right? right just efficient machine like that
0: yeah and I and I agree with you man and I think tactically the best thing to do is to lean on that offensive line in the running game you have Ezekiel Elliott who is arguably the best three down back in football well, the best running back in football I say arguably because I'd put Nick Chubb actually in terms of you know and um and of course you know Christian McCaffrey up there in terms of like physical talent and a lot of this stuff manifests itself within the system but I think uh you know when they hire McCarthy people think about Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball like, just like, you know, like an artist, you know, for years. And, um, yeah. And what, what I did is a good way to put it. Yeah. And what I, when I looked back at McCarthy, when Rodgers took over is he did lean on that run game. Um, you know, they had Ryan Grant, they had, um, for years, they had other, other pieces there. And over the course of you know Aaron Rodgers' development. You know they they add um, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and uh, Devontae Adams was there towards the end, but they had um, oh, I was Jennings. Um, you know kind of at the beginning of that run, and. You know, the Cowboys, you can see in terms of personnel, now they have Michael Gallup, who I like, of course Amari Cooper, who I think is overpaid now, but you know, they have him, and CeeDee Lamb, who they add in the draft. Three really good receivers. Tight end, eh, Blake Jarwin, eh, but you still have Ezekiel Elliott in that offensive line. I think that McCarthy's gonna do the right thing here and make this a a run focused team, but like you said, Brad, I think it's gonna be kind of like laser like precision in the passing game when it happens. I don't know what we'll see. Before we get to the over and under, Brad, uh, j- let me just clean up the key additions and key losses here. Uh, they lose you know, some pieces. Uh, uh, let's see here. They lose Byron Jones to Miami. They lose Collins, uh, you know, talented uh, defensive tackle, um, a, a safety, uh, a couple of uh, depth guys in the offensive line, Robert Quinn. I mean, those are losses, but then you look at the additions, and they added some pieces as well. To me, what this says, and I've always felt this way with Dallas in the recent years, is that, they are a team that doesn't that doesn't really develop a lot of depth that will stay there long because they're such a star driven franchise that they yeah, they right. pay their stars and then you have less in the cupboard and a lot of these stars are getting getting um contracts especially with DAC that's a lot of money devoted to the top of your food chain I'm worried about the depth of this organization but that's you know on McCarthy's shoulders and that coaching staff to uh you know to to groom some players and bring them along but the offense I think will be successful um the offensive lineman they lost uh, Fleming um they lost um uh, gosh Sua Filo but um they, uh-huh. basically they lost some depth guys in the offensive line and you need those guys you can't as we've seen with the Redskins losing their entire offensive line two years in a row you can't count on five guys in the trenches being healthy all season long so we'll see what happens there but uh let's let me say this Brett so we got the over and under for the Dallas uh, Cowboys according to bet online nine and a half wins how do you feel about that uh I put them at nine you put them sure. at nine so you're on the under there I am on the under yeah what about you uh, I agree with you I think they're a 9 and 7 team just because yeah. that depth um, concerns me um, so we'll see what we'll see what happens there but there's you know whenever you're taking an over a new team you got Dak Prescott know, he's, he's learning new offensive system but hey also
1: well, I mean I think McCarthy he's he's not going to be used to having an owner like Jerry Jones and maybe that's going to influence him and, and kind of be clunky and maybe take a little bit to to work itself out organically Right, I mean, there may be some growing pains there between those two.
0: Yeah, and don't forget, they haven't ha- they haven't been able to practice. Like Dak Prescott, when you get a new coaching staff, you get an extra mini camp. Right, right. You know, their right. their rookie receiver who's really good. I'm sorry, receivers, as we as you talk about on the show quite often, Brad. Out of all the the touted receivers, usually one, maybe one, really breaks through and has like a like a really strong season as a rookie. Usually, it takes a few games. Yeah, the, rookies yeah. don't have mini camps. Uh, this I know is, not good not a good recipe yeah so I, I'm on the under as well I think they will be a good team and I think that going forward they will be you know a strong team but I'm worried about kind of those depth guys in the offensive line I think that's going to rear its head um, especially this year I mean as I've been telling people and readers in my almanac I mean think about this Brad again not to take a COVID tangent but this is a reality of the NFL this season I was saying to people okay so you have week 14 of the NFL season Baltimore Ravens playing Monday night football Pretend, and, and fantasy football players are usually week 15, week 16, right? Pretend you have Lamar Jackson. You're riding him all year. You're, you're scoring a lot of fantasy points. Monday morning, he he comes in. He tests po- asymptomatic but tests positive for COVID. Boom. 14-day yeah. Yeah. quarantine. He's out right. for three games, Monday night and then the next two weeks for the quarantine. He's hmm. out of your fantasy football. This is what we're going to see with every position. You're talking about yeah. the offensive line. You're going to lose people. It's the teams with the depth that are going to be very interesting to me this year. It's going to be there. So I'm on the under as well. Um, Let's move it over to the New York Giants. Uh, Just a reminder for our YouTube crowd here the 2020 Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide, better sleepers, uh, math driven, uh, vetted. You can look at the, uh, uh, click on the link below, look in the, uh, basically the reviews. We're highly reviewed. Everybody who reads it comes back and keeps reading it for future seasons. Uh, My readers win their leagues. And as I was uh, saying at the front of the show here, if you're worried about the 2020 season, don't be. If you buy the book and you sign up for updates and the season gets canceled, I'll give you the PDF of the 2021 version for free. So I'm guaranteeing it. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I think the NFL is going to be played this year. But uh, New York Giants here. Uh, so another team with a coaching staff change. Uh, you got Judge coming over. Another New England Patriots um, – <laughs> another New England Patriots retread. Well, I shouldn't say retread, but uh, a New England Patriot um, assistant coach. This guy at the time, he's a special teams coordinator – Um, But he's a guy that rose through the ladder pretty quickly. Yeah, I do like that he brought in um, a proven kind of offensive guy and Jason Garrett to run the offense there. Um, I find it interesting that he took the Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator from last year on a team that really didn't play great and a defensive coordinator that, frankly, he was second in charge in that defense because Brian Flores was the defensive-minded head coach there. I thought that was an interesting hire at defensive coordinator. Don't love it. But, of course, there's familiarity with their time with the New England Patriots. What do you think about this, man? So you got um, Daniel Jones. You got Saquon Barkley. Um, They bring in Deion Lewis, who I don't think is a threat at all to carries, but he's a similar running back. Um, And and Saquon Barkley was banged up a little bit last year. You got Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. Not the sexiest group of receivers, but I like how Slayton came along and they produce. And then Evan Ingram at tight end. I think depth-wise on their skill positions are pretty good. They needed some offensive line depth, um, and they added. Um, They got Andrew Thomas in the draft um, pretty early. But this is just, just a team that I'm not really excited about, but a team that I think could improve – what do you think about this kind of – this this whole kind of uh, thought process that I just dumped on you there? What do you think about well, the Giants? I would reply with I don't think they're going
1: to be a great, fantastic team, right? right. But I don't think they're going to be the type of team you can just go in there and push over if you're right. not bringing your best, right? I think they, they – the type of team that could be anybody like Arizona last year. So if you go in there and yeah. underestimate mm-hmm. them, you might be in for a little bit of a hard time, right? Um Daniel Jones, from what I saw last year, is the type of guy that proves to us that somebody can come in and produce right. and look good mm-hmm. and play well for most of the game, right? He's the type of guy that makes Mitch Trubisky look terrible. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, because me... this guy, he, he has no experience and he's just coming in and he's having a good time, right? And Trubisky's in year, what, three or four and he's dog crap, right? He is. Yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. So Jones shows promise. Yeah and you know the 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 NFL world was kind of bashing um Daniel Jones last year you know he picked too early they were bashing the GM and sure, actually, they sure. weren't bashing Daniel Jones they were bashing the GM and then he came well, out I think they were
1: bashing Daniel Jones a
0: little uh, bit maybe too Maybe a little bit you know like I mean, why indirectly they, yeah, and like he, he's a Duke guy, but he was coached by you know a guy who's really well uh, respected in NFL circles, at least as a quarterback coach. I Can't remember if the guy's the head coach at Duke or not. I don't think he is. But um, you know, they say he drafted too soon. Then he gets in and he plays. At Ian and I can't remember if he was benched or hurt or whatever. He comes in in Tampa and runs for like two touchdowns, throws and carves Tampa apart. although a lot of teams were carving Tampa apart through the air last year, but it looked good, right? And then um, Saquon Barkley goes out. They had a very, they had, every, even Giants fans would admit this. They have had poor offensive line depth for a while there. They have to rebuild that line, which they're in the process of doing. Dude, he, he throws for like 62%, um, 2 to 1. I think he threw for 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I know it was a 2 to 1 ratio, so forgive me if it, those numbers aren't exactly right. Um,. You know, he's of the rookie quarterbacks last year. You got to say, hey, man. That I mean, I know. Yeah, I mean, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. So, um, and what I like about him too is, you know, we've talked about this on the show. Is is that the NFL is shifting towards more mobility? I would never call Daniel Jones like a mobile quarterback, but you see, like when Aaron Rodgers uses his legs, like, and we see that. Say this with Russell Wilson again. I wouldn't make that comparison exactly, but Russell Wilson has these back-breaking. 15-yard scrambles in a third and 14. They're just like, ugh. That's the thing about him pains me right now. I, I know, and he does it. Tony Romo did that against the Redskins yeah. all the time. Yeah, and Rodgers, yeah. he doesn't really scramble like that, although he can, but Rodgers will escape the pocket and roll out and then throw the ball 50 yards downfield. Yeah. Daniel Jones yeah. has that, I wouldn't say pocket awareness, but he has that speed that he can and, – and and I'm telling you, Kirk Cousins is, is very – Slippery like this as well. Daniel Jones has more speed, I think, foot speed than Kirk Cousins. But these guys that, like, on a third and ten, you throw four receivers straight down the field, nobody's open. Daniel Jones is just go out and, and get you 12 yards. They can do that. They can even run a little bit of read option if they want to, although I don't think they will. Um, I like – I really – actually, I like David, uh, Daniel Jones. I wasn't high on him at the end of the year, but the more I watched on him, the more I looked at his stats and his, you know, his, his growth over the season on kind of a troubled team last year. I like this team. And then I didn't notice, Brad, too, um, that the Giants in the second round added Xavier McKinney, a safety from Alabama that a lot of people thought was one of the kind of the best guys, could have been a mid-first rounder. Uh, You know, those top two picks, man, those are pretty nice. Then you come back in the third round, you add another offensive lineman. Um, They didn't really lose that much. Uh, Rhett Ellison, Eli Manning, uh, retire. You get Ogletree, who's kind of been a career disappointment given his draft position. They didn't lose a lot, and they added some kind of some glue guys. Look, man, yeah. this team, like you said, Brad, they're going to be a tough out. Um, they're not going to be so. easy. I think that you know the, the, the thing here is what are we going to see with Judge? Um, I was really impressed by what I saw from Brian Flores last year in Miami talking about another ex-New England guy. Miami played hard all year. Can Judge get the Giants to play hard all year? If they do, man, this, I think this Giants team has a chance to, uh, to exceed their expectations. I'm going to hit you with this, Brad. BetOnline has the over-under here New York Giants at 6.5 wins. What do you think? I'm going to go under.
1: All that being said, I'm going to go under. I think I think they could be the type of team where, if they win six games, it's it will the you know six isn't a miraculous number, but it will undersell them. I think that they can win six and be better than that. If that
0: makes sense. No, it, it makes
1: word trending with six wins
0: again. To use that Miami analogy, we, it, Miami looked awful the first four to five weeks a year, right, but if you, it, right. but then as I talked about, because you know I'm, you and me were betters at heart, We're gamblers at heart. I watch a lot of football. And when your team is, is losing these games week after week, you know, but the defense, you still see like five or six defensive players swarming to the ball with two minutes left in the game, even though you're losing by 20 or 30. Yeah, that's sure. a team that plays hard. That's a team that has grit. Um, and so I, I like I think that. they show a lot of promise for the future. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so like the Giants, maybe they open up slow, especially, you know, like I said, these new coaches don't have mini camps um, this year that, I mean, that's going to have an impact, right? Uh, continuity is going to be... A big a big storyline this year. It just is. Yeah. And you know, it might take some time for these Giants to gel, but if Judge has this team playing tough, they could go on a run like Miami did at the end of the year where I think they won like five out of the last eight games or something like that. And the Giants could easily go six and ten and look really good and you know make people happy. Now, what I'll say is this I'm gonna say I think the safe bet, um um, you can't really push a half line, a six and a half. <laughs> so I mm. I can't cop out and say a push. I wouldn't bet my money on them winning seven games, but this is a team, the construct, and what they're doing here. I think they could they could win seven games, but I'm with you, Brad. I think they finished six and ten, but they they're a tough six and ten, right. and things are looking up. They're, things are yep. looking up. Uh, before we get uh, to Philadelphia, let me talk a little bit about our friends at Bet Online. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code Podcast One for your 50% sign up bonus. We got the NBA reboot in the bubble in Orlando. That's coming up down the line, uh, so you can get back in the futures there. assume we'll be able to bet on games. That's very nice. The MLB finally got an agreement in place, so they're going to be back in late July as well. And the NFL, obviously, we're talking about over and unders for the season there's a lot of stuff yes we can talk about sports it's fantastic once again everybody visit betonline.ag don't forget to use that promo code podcast one for your 50 percent sign up bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts brad let's talk about the philadelphia eagles once again for the benefit of our youtube crowd little reminder 2020 fantasy football omnic and draft guide math driven sleepers vetted math driven risk players Look, it's easy to to not really screw yourself in the first two to three rounds of the fantasy football draft, uh, or it should be easy, but what are you doing in the middle and the late rounds? That's where the leagues are won, and that's what my guide does better than any other guide out there. Uh, better draft tiers, better draft strategy, and free updates all season long. And if you're worried about the 2020 season being played, once again, for anybody that buys the book and signs up for the free updates, if the NFL season's canceled, I'll give you the 2021 version via PDF for free. That's my guarantee to you. So everybody check that out. You can see it in the link below. Philadelphia Eagles, Brad. Um, interesting team last year. You remember, I mean, it's it seems like ages ago, but you remember last year, like, their entire wide receiver core got hurt. I mean, all of them. You had Alshon Jeffrey out. You had Deshaun Jackson out. It was
1: bad. It was terrible for them. It's like a plague came down. There was bad a,
0: choice words. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no. The, um... There was a Monday night game where they played Atlanta. I think they lost that game barely, and they didn't have uh, Zach Ertz in that game either. Like literally, they had like Greg Ward, um, some like some rookie receiver from you know a Division Five A school, and um, and maybe Alshon Jeffries. All right, I'm sorry. Um, um, who's the other one? Agalor. This team, this team found an identity throughout the year. You talk about like forged in the fire. This Eagles team, they open up the season, right? When they, when they were the one game that they were full strength, open up the season, and uh, they have an awful first half against Washington. Then go off in the second half, and they put up like 30, 40 points somewhere in that in that area, um, it really in one half of football. And then De- uh, Deshaun Jackson gets hurt because he's getting older, um, has an abdominal issue, never is right for the rest of the year. Alshon Jeffrey, he's a slow receiver; he's not getting any separation, but he goes down. And so Philadelphia for weeks. Just didn't have any weapons, and they had to basically figure out how to push some stuff together. Now, their defense is always strong. They have a good organization. Obviously, they're only a couple of years removed from the Super Bowl, but it's like the weirdest thing. And then over time, they started winning games just basically throwing the ball to their tight ends. They couldn't get anything know, down the field know, because their receivers were hurt. So they were winning the ball by running, and basically they were playing like 10 yards and in football, and they were winning games. And so by the end of the year, like for me, they were the easiest bet in football because it's like, well, they get another receiver back in the depth chart. Okay, maybe they can go 15 yards down the field now. They're going to win, and it wasn't a shock to me that they ended up winning the division at the end of the year. But what do you think about them this season, Brad? The Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Alshon Jeffrey's back. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's back. They have Jalen Rager, um, rookie receiver, who I know you're not really that big of a fan of, and with the limited mini camp well, time, me neither. God.
1: listen, okay rookie wide receiver it's not that i'm not a big fan of them
0: but i just don't like
1: them as your number one or two mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. if they
1: right i mean there's nothing wrong with that you have a young fresh guy with fresh legs and that can just beat everyone down the field and is eager to learn like cool man yeah, yeah. if he's your three and four i'm all about it mm-hmm. right talent is talent but not as your number one yeah. i've seen that before and that's a terrible strategy uh dude i philly healthy i think they're as good as any other team i really do um they haven't been healthy
0: in a while and then they uh, haven't and then it's Carson been a few Wentz, years, hasn't it? Yeah Carson Wentz, I don't know what the deal is, but every playoff season he's like injured. He he goes I out and know. gives us like about five minutes in the playoffs and then gets a concussion and then you know Josh McCown. It look if Carson Wentz was healthy in that game, they beat um gosh, I can't even remember who they lost to. Who was that? In the was it playoffs? It was playoffs. It wasn't the Bears that was Seattle? two years ago. Seattle uh, beat somebody to go to Green Bay. Who'd they beat? That could have been it. Gosh, okay, I, I, I forget too. Forgive us, man. It's just like this year has been so weird. I, usually, Listen. I can remember that stuff off the top of my head. But. Carson
1: Wentz's rookie year. I think it was Week One. I was at the bar <laughs> and I was watching him. And then he made this this play where he he eluded a couple guys and threw a strike. You know, it was just it was really awesome. And I and I noticed like this guy's enormous. Like this guy's made for the league. And I texted my buddy like. I love Carson Wentz. He's going to be awesome, and I'm still not going back on that. I think he could be potentially one of the best quarterbacks in the game. But the past couple of years, he can't stay on the field. He cannot. And he cannot. And also, he gets backlash from his teammates. Look, and I don't know what that's about.
0: Hopefully, that rectifies itself. But
1: uh, that, by the way, the Eagles.
0: I just looked it up. The Eagles lost to the Saints twenty to fourteen without Carson Wentz. And then, they, and then the Saints got bounced uh, the next week by, by Minnesota in convincing fashion, I believe. yeah uh, yeah Well, I don't know. Was it convincing? I believe so. I believe it was. Uh, you know, again, we're talking about— I uh, remember them point. going back and forth. Didn't they go back and forth with that backup quarterback the
1: Saints have? Remember no, no, guy? no.
0: Breeze was back by then. Uh, I'm trying to find the Saints here. Since yeah, we're but they would candidate.
1: sub him in. Who's that? Remember that game? Oh, oh Taysom Hill. Yeah, he was just going nuts. Like every play was producing like 30 yards. It was magic in a bottle.
0: Was that the playoffs? I don't recall. I'm, I'm finding it now trying to see how much they lost. I remember Minnesota, like Kirk Cousins stepped up in that game. I remember that. He hit like a – he, he did. Down the he field. did. He did. That yeah, might have been a closer hit. game.
1: That I think about it. He, I think it was. I think they won by a touchdown maybe because I think finally uh, – what's his name – Smothers Brothers, Kirk Cousins there, finally, like, made the play, right? When the play needed to be made. And I think
0: ah, – No, I, I'm full of crap. Uh, I, let you me, are let full go of back. Crap. I'm full of that crap. That was a close game. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I was looking at the – nah, the, I, I pulled up the wrong year. They lost to the Eagles. Uh, they lost to the Saints a couple years ago, and that was with Nick Foles at quarterback. Oh, where where <laughs> – Because, because you know, Carson Wentz just doesn't play in playoff games, unfortunately. Yeah, he can't do it. I mean, that statue
1: outside of the the Eagles Stadium, you know, where they called that special play in the Super Bowl. That statue is of Nick Foles, is it not? I don't know. I don't don't know. Nick Foles has a statue outside of the Eagles Stadium. I'm googling it. That's awkward. That's so weird.
0: Boy, uh, why is it so difficult for Google to, to put the games in order? Okay, so you were right, Brad. Know. The Eagles lost to the Seahawks 17-9 to last season. That's what it was. And now I got to go back and, and, and write the ship for the, uh, for the Saints to figure out what was the score in that game since we're on that tangent. Uh, pro Football Reference. Thank you, Pro Football Reference, for being able to put your schedule together. Like Google like puts these things in blocks. They don't put the games in order. It's so stupid. Google, Google. Who's Google anyway? What are they to us? Uh, all right. So the Saints—they're trash. They are trash. Pure trash. The Saints lost. Uh, <clears throat> come on. My computer is not being cool. You're right. That that game did go back and forth, and the Vikings won in overtime. Twenty-six yeah. to twenty. Yeah, and yeah, and I think uh,
1: what's his name there? Kirk made made the play. Yeah. He hit a he hit a bomb or something to
0: Thielan. Which is funny because, like, earlier that yeah. year, he missed that exact, um, you know, um, scenario. And Thielen came out and called him out in the press. And so he came out in the playoffs when everybody says Kirk. Anyway, this is a, this is an Eagles segment. This is an Eagles segment. So sorry for that tangent there. But uh, back to the Eagles. So, look, man, th- this team could win throwing two tight end. I think we're going to see a lot of two tight end because Dallas Goddard's good, who, who just got sucker punched um, the other day and some you know some press charges and all that guy in, in South Dakota is weird. But you got Ertz and you got um, Goddard, two of the better tight ends in the league for sure. Now you have Deshaun Jackson hopefully back, which people are really snoozing on him. And I think that's fair. I love
1: me some Deshaun Jackson, dog. Damn, dude, that guy's like a rap song come to life. Is he not, dude? <laughs> That guy's got the most swag catching a pass I've ever seen.
0: I know. God damn, I love me DeShaun. And he's so he's still so fast. Hopefully he can stay so healthy. So good. I'm telling you so with jaughty. just with just those two tight ends and Deshaun Jackson, I think this team could make some noise. But then you have the younger receiver who we were just talking about. You have these these other receivers like Greg Ward, for example, that you know nobody's really talking about there. You know, these guys that really provided depth last year and grew under this team as they were finding identity back in twenty nineteen. And you still have Miles Sanders and Carson Wentz. So if if I'm the Eagles, I just bench Carson Wentz. Uh, in weeks fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen, so that he can play a playoff game. That's that's that. I think that's the yeah, key. Yeah, no like, If Carson Wentz were healthy, they would have gone on more deep playoff runs. I think Eagles fans would agree with that. Um, you know, for Eagles fans' sake, I hope uh, Carson Wentz plays well. I'm um, looking. You know, they they had some kind of some cap casualties. There's um, there's some pieces on defense that they're going to have to plug back in, but they have a good coaching staff. I think this is a team. I think this is probably my favorite team in the division. Let me hit you with the over under, Brad. Bet online. Nine and a half wins for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna go over. Yeah, I'm over yeah. as well. I I think now I think that this is we'll see what happens with Wentz. But like I said, if they're winning games last year with with Miles Sanders and two tight ends, when they have their full stable in and they have more depth this year because of the growth, like I was saying before, I think this is a, ten, a team that's gonna win ten games. I just think they're gonna win ten games. I think their ceiling is probably twelve and four if they can stay healthy, but that's a big if especially this year with the weird, uh, the oddity and, and the quarantine rules and all that stuff. Uh, let's swing it over last team, um, last uh, team of the division here, uh, the Washington Redskins, before we start and digging in. 2020 Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide. Check it out in the link below. Better sleepers, math-driven, uh, a lot of proof. You can see the reviews if you check it on Amazon. People that buy the book, they buy it every single year because they win their leagues. Um, and if you're worried about the 2020 season, once again, everybody, you can buy the book, sign up for the free updates, and if the 2020 season gets canceled, uh, because of this uh, situation that we're dealing with, then uh, I will give you the PDF copy of 2021 for free. But the season has to get canceled, okay? That's the deal. Um, yeah, okay, so the Washington Redskins. Look, Daniel Snyder has made a history of hiring yes-men, um, the wrong people at general manager. Bruce Allen, uh, Vinny Cerato, um were the two big ones in his, uh, his regime. Both were yes-men. Both were shameless um, job protectors. Uh I'm a big believer in you know my my life as uh as an industry titan as a uh, as an executive business executive and all that stuff my my feeling has always been that you get you get uh dissent you get differing opinions so that you can find a consensus and make the best decision moving forward the redskins are a yes man organization and uh that's why they feel that's my opinion um now they get rid of that. They get they wipe they wipe house and they get uh, Del Rio in, and he's basically running the organization as a head coach. I'm sorry, not Del Rio. I'm, I'm, I apologize. It's um for some reason, for some reason I got the defensive coordinator name on my head. It's uh, Ron Rivera is taking over for head coach. Del Rio is running that defense. Two great defensive coordinators. Um, I think that uh, this team is going to be better, but they also have some holes. What do you think about the Redskins, Brad? Ah. Uh. I don't think it's going to be all that great, man. I mean, uh, I, I don't have a lot of excitement.
1: I mean, do you? No, no. Yeah.
0: And, and and having followed this team for whew, over over 25 years at this point, um, I got to say this is the worst crop of skilled players I have seen this roster put together. Yeah. There have been some lean years. Maybe since the late 90s. I mean, this is bad. Because say Dwayne Haskins, which I think jury's still out on him, to be fair. But I don't see him as an NFL quarterback this season. Um, but I said jury's still out. I just don't think. Daniel Jones, frankly, I would rather have him. That's that. I'm just calling it like it is Uh, Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson at running back. Really? Um, Terry McLaurin. He's the one bright spot. And, you know, outside of Washington, very few people and maybe fantasy football circles like daily fantasy people don't really know who he is. He's the one bright spot there. You got Kelvin Harmon, you know, Trey uh, Trey Quinn, uh, Jordan Reed's gone. You get Jeremy Sprinkle. I mean, this is the worst uh, skill personnel in the division by far, Uh, by far yeah um yeah it's the Giants, be great for them yeah the Giants' skill personnel put them in the dust and don't even get me started on the eagles and cowboys who so were are just light years ahead offensive line depth uh fleeting now the defense is actually fairly well stocked the defensive line and this is going to be a defensive minded organization they have to be they have to win the games with defense um am i excited about it this season 2020 no but i think uh revere and del rio will get things going i think that this, this year I'm going to give you a fearless prediction that this year, this year there'll be a top 12 defense, statistically probably a top 10 when all things are said and done if they play the full 16 and um, if, uh, if they don't, then um, or I'm sorry, if they don't play the full 16, who knows because we need to see some acclimation but this team and adding um, adding possibly the best uh, defensive end in Chase Young um, in a decade, two decades something like that, is going to be a better team you know, a couple years from now, they will be a top five defense, I think, with this coaching staff. So I think things are looking up, but they're not going to be super exciting to watch. <laughs> right. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'm just not excited about them. You look at uh, who they added, you know, you add like uh, Darby, you add Peyton Barber at running back, Kyle Allen, who should be the backup, but he's insurance in case Dwayne Haskins can't get it together. Kendall Fuller, um, who, by the way, they traded away for Alex Smith and they signed back for big money. Um, you know, losses, y- you could make the argument they lost more than they gained, It's a weird, it's a weird organization. The cabinet is is. there because Bruce Allen was awful, Um, and Dan Snyder. You know, I don't think he has it within him to uh, to hire people who can say no to him, or at least you know he just puts his faith in the wrong people. If you're an apologist for Dan Snyder, that's what you would say. For me, I I think he's just somebody. He's not. um, Who's the owner over there in New England? Um, I need more coffee today, man. I'm I'm missing things all over the case, all over the thing. Um, What is his name? uh i don't know anyway new england owner the reason craft Kraft, yeah bob craft man like uh, you think bill belichick is worried about bob craft saying no to bob craft i mean you gotta let your football people be football people bruce allen was a piece of crap he's just basically a petrified turd in a suit um i, I don't know man washington <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna have some lean years they're gonna have some lean years. Catch if I turn the suit. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was brilliant. Thank you, man. Thank you. But Thank it's true. You. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's they're gonna be some lean years in Washington, and there's no reason they had to be this bad. But um, but things are looking up with Rivera. But Brad, over and under five and a half wins for Washington.
1: <sighs> I'm gonna go under
0: with that as well,
1: man. I think that that the Eagles beat that division and get a lot of wins. To be honest. Um, I think the Giants do better than we expected. Well, maybe not. Either way, the Washington Redskins not going to be great, brother. Under.
0: Uh, for me, this is tough. Um, because five five wins is so low, and we we're just talking about the Giants. Like Giants could be an exciting six and ten team. I just don't think this is now. This is a te- the organization is going to get better, and you can't ignore defense. And the defense is going to be a lot better. And this defensive line. I mean, this defensive line has talent, so don't get me wrong here, but just the offense, I don't believe that Dwayne Haskins is a six-win quarterback, and it looks like he's going to get the starting job. We'll see what happens with Kyle Allen. If Dwayne Haskins opens the season as a starter, I'm going to go on the under as well, and that's my pick that I'm going to make here. But, gosh, man, six wins with a good defense, that's doable. It's doable, but I'm going to go on the under as my pick. Um, You know, Washington fans, I'm sorry, um, but... uh, you know how it is, man. Dan Snyder really has just basically driven this uh, this franchise into the ground. Is kind of disgusting what he's done, in my opinion. So I don't. Uh, I'm not a Dan Snyder apologist. Um, no, you're not. No, he's he's driven me crazy for um, you know since the late '90s. I just, ugh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think we put the pin in it there. Um, next week um, we should be talking about. Oh man, next week we should be talking about AFC North, with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and the Ravens, That's the one, dude. and the Browns, good one. and the Bengals. That's, That's a fun one. division to talk about. A lot of polarizing stuff there. Can't wait. Um, everybody, once again, 2020 Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide. Check the link below. Uh, Brad, you have a great week, man. Stay healthy out there. You as well, my man. Talking to bet. Yeah, everybody go out, and make some bets, get paid. You want to get paid? Then paid, Sean and Brad help you with the games, from the fantasy to the gambling, We the NFL experts help you win. you better tune in, for the two hosts, they know everything, from the players to the coaches, so get paid on a Sunday, cause the team right here know the game the most, from shot town to the Florida coast, got swag, got butter with the toast, Brad's a washed up model, don't hate on that, Sean writes the fantasy football almanac, so quit that losing time to win, we talk fantasy or real, whatever you win, you are gonna wish this podcast never end, now get ready for the best show to begin. Let's go.